damn. <clears throat> Toast to all of these new fucking followers because of my 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> Toast. <laughs> mm. What's up, y'all? We are back with another episode of your favorite podcast, Women's, Women's Intuition. Intuition. You already know who's speaking by the sound of our voices. It's your girl, Taylor. And it's your girl Lex, a.k.a. Sexy Lexi, a.k.a. Squirrel, a.k.a. Miss Spin the Block, a.k.a. Black Card Revoked, a.k.a. You Can Catch Me on the Shade Room. What's happening? Are they revoking your black card? A lot of people are calling for my black card to be revoked. And if they only knew the half, I would never get it back. Wow. I didn't even know it was going that far. Yeah, girl. It's a lot. (laughs) I got to go read these comments, bro. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, if you didn't know, your girl made the shade room. And what other... Shade Room, I made All Def, which is like the Def Jam comedy page, Blavity, Culture Con. Um, Too many to name. I was on, I went up on Reddit. I was like, Reddit? I love Reddit. Cause it was on Reddit. It was on Facebook. My family tagging me and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, I'm famous. So if you're here from that, welcome. And I hope you stay. And I hope that these 15 minutes of fame were not in vain. And if anything, we got the podcast numbers mm-hmm. jumping, girl. I plugged it in. But um, this part is jumping, jumping. But we'll get more into that because I'm going to turn it into a whole little topic. So if you're here to hear about that whole situation, just tune in because we have to catch up. Okay. So yes. Taylor, Nicole, what's been up? So uh, what has been up? What was uh, Memorial Day? Labor Day? We had a long weekend. This yes, weekend. I did. Well, just I feel like just Friday night. What you mean? I only had a long weekend Friday night, bitch. You were the one that had the long weekend. She trying to put me into her long weekend is no leg. So Lex finally met my team. Yes. How was it? I don't want to use the word bully because that's a really strong <laughs> word. But first off, when I first got there, I felt like I was being shunned a little bit by some of the team. Not I'm like, shunned. I'm like, not them giving me the cold shoulder. But I was like, you know what? I know how women are. And I know I'd be like that, too, when my mm-hmm. friends bring their friends around. So I was taking it in stride, and um, I'm I'm taking over your ketchup. But they ended up being cool as fuck. But they ended up like shoveling shots down my throat because you were MIA most of the night. So they was picking on me. Taylor wasn't there to defend me. So I just had to hold my own. But they didn't know who I was yet. So they didn't know I was gonna be famous. So I bet they regret it now. Uh, y'all, I literally told Lex before we walked in the party. I was like. They are alcoholics, bro. Like these niggas. And see, when you late, that's the thing. When you late, that's when they try to really get you shots because they be already done drank like three bottles. And you always like, right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I think they pretty much know that now. But yeah, that was pretty much my catch up. I just did that on Friday. We didn't get into like three, four o'clock in the morning. Mm Um, I don't even remember what I did Saturday. Oh, yeah. My homegirl had a vendor event. I pulled up on her on Saturday. Sunday. I don't really remember what I did Sunday. I think I just really just chilled at the crib on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. And then Monday. Y'all, I really told myself, though, I was like, I'm not going to be doing a lot this weekend because I didn't want to feel so like unrested on Tuesday, you know? So Mm -hmm. I just really was just in the bed chilling. I cleaned up. Oof. Nah, that need to be talked about. I cleaned up. I cleaned up my room. 
I cleaned up my clothes. I cleaned up my closet. I have space you where, do? yes, to walk in where, like, my shoes are not just in the middle of my floor. Y'all, I have so, and I'm, I just have so much stuff. So I cleaned my room out this weekend. I went to go get my baby wash. I got my car wash. They did a detail. Inside is looking very spectacular. Like they detailed the inside, the outside. So All yeah. Right. What about you, girl? Well, I had a long weekend, y'all. Last episode, I was telling y'all how I was preparing for this little 5K to run with my job. So we did that and it was pretty dope. It was at Piedmont. They shut the roads down for us. We got there some hours early before the run, which started at seven and they ordered like uh, Jim and Nick's and everybody got full off a of barbecue. They had beer. And then two hours later, we were expected to run. I finished. Don't ask me my time because a lady never tells, but I did it. Okay. okay I finished it. I did it. It was fun. And um, what's crazy is I was there. And I get a text message from a number that's not saved. And it's like, me and you, eyes. Then it said, tonight, 9 p.m. And I was like, who is this? Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it was okay. But he had been blocked for like maybe a couple months. But, you know, I love it when he reaches out on a WhatsApp. And I love it when he puts that little effort in. And he knows it, too. That's just that, it's that toxic in me that just still is just flowing freely. So I unblocked him and we were just kind of talking over the weekend. So I knew I was going to see him at some point. So after the run, I went to Kebab Land for some like late night hookah. And I don't know why I always forget about Kebab Land when we're looking for like a late night spot. Mm -hmm. They got food, they got hookah, they got drinks. They'd be open up late. They're right next to Red Pepper. So I went there with my homegirl, well, with my coworkers, but it's two black chicks. So I'd be calling them my homegirls. And so that was cool, but I didn't get home that night until like two o'clock in the morning. So then the next night, Friday, I'm working from home. Taylor, Taylor hit me up in the morning. I woke up and seen you invited me to a pool party. And I'm mm-hmm. like, shit, I guess. Why not? <laughs> I'm like, it's Labor Day. Pool's about to close. Let me go just get some some pool time in. And so um, y'all end up pulling up with Taylor. And uh, yeah, so I walk in. <laughs> What's that? No, <laughs> I was trying to remember. It's so much that happened. But, um, oh, no, before I even got to Taylor, y'all, I met my future husband. I'm walking into the gas station. I was trying to get some Red Bulls and see if they maybe just had some baby wipes. So I'm walking in and this guy is walking out. I didn't even look at him twice. I'm like, OK, whatever. So I go in to get some Red Bull and then I'm walking away from the Red Bull aisle and this tall, maybe like 6'2", nigga with dreads, caramel complexion, he's standing there. And he said, I had to come back in and see you up close for myself. And so I'm like kind of blushing. But I said, I'm flattered. And I kept walking. Because I don't know. That's just how I flirt. My way of flirting is pretending like I'd be on some hell shit. Face. Yeah. But it's like, bitch, interact. But I kept walking. But also I wanted to see if he would like continue or be deterred. So he starts following me. He's like, I really said that so I can get your number. So we start talking. And he's like, where are you from? He was like, I can tell you ain't from down here. I was like, I'm not. I'm from Chicago. Oh, lying ass. <laughs> he was like, I could tell. He was like, I'm from New York. I'm from the Bronx. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, what's your name? I said, Lex. I said, what's your name? He said, Issa. And I'm not going to block out that name because if y'all know what Issa with dreads that drives like um. Uh, a cherry red challenger dm us 
because no dm her yes dm or dm the page dm yeah. me but Issa, i'm looking for you so he pulls out his phone because i left my phone in a car because i was just running into the gas station he asked me for my number and I, I honestly think i gave him the wrong number or he entered it in wrong because if you know my phone number it's like the same four numbers mm-hmm. it's only four numbers and it's the same ones <laughs> so i think he entered it in wrong because you know usually when guys do that they go ahead and call your phone right away or they send a text so after we said bye i'm all happy checking out my stuff i go to my car i'm expecting to see a text or a call from him nothing so i'm just like oh my god bitch like five i was checking my phone on that ride so much times and i'm like oh my god then at one point i was like oh this is so exciting what is the last time you got excited i was waiting by my phone for a nigga like this is this is what i need let's go and then a day passed two days have passed it's been like five days, six days, and I haven't heard anything. So now I think my dumbass gave him the number or, like, he playing with me. I think you gave him the wrong number. Like, I really think, or either he put it in wrong. Because, like, if he came in and saw me up close and was like, mm, I'm straight on that, he wouldn't have followed me and kept right, trying to talk. Like, he, for your number. He walked me down. And yeah. I'm like, it also helped that I was, like, in my bathing suit, titties out, whatever, because I saw him checking me out, too. And I'm like, I'm poking him out a little more, like, mm-hmm. Chicago. But um, <laughs> I wish I would have been a fucking fly on the wall, <laughs> bitch. No, but um, I'm still hoping. I'm still hoping I'm gonna get a call, or maybe he'll see me on the shade room and be like, "That's old girl from Chicago, that Shot Town Bay." I don't know. You never know. Like, go ahead. But anyways, <laughs> talk your shit. <laughs> so I pull up to Taylor's pool party or whatever. Her her teammates are there. They have food. They had three hookahs going. The hookahs was spiked drinks was flowing we get into like this drink or dare game and every time someone gets a card a card will be like the per the person who drew the card picks someone to drink they're like lex new girl i'm like what all women drink i'm like oh, fuck and then one time they were like who's most likely to start a fight or something like that and they decided on taylor but taylor wasn't there so they said lex drink for taylor it could not have been start a fight with <laughs> I'm weak that you just said that. Yeah. They don't know that side of me, so I know it was not start a fight. Maybe it's a different one. Yes. <laughs> it was I'm a couple like, where they chose They haven't you. even seen me, like, really get, like, feisty. <laughs> Somebody got that car, and somehow I drank, okay? So, and then one of them was like, you have to battle. You have to pick two people to dance battle. And she was battling? Yes. It was me and the girl who I thought was super standoffish at first, but she ended up lightening up to mm. me. Dark skin chick. I can't oh, remember her yeah, name. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So me and her had to dance battle or whatever. I won, so I didn't have to take that shot. But they really just kept picking me for everything. And I'm like, what the fuck, bro? So um, I'm bringing you to the next event. <laughs> girl. So it was cool. I couldn't get in the water because I had just got waxed that day. But the pool was, y'all, the, the vibe was so nice. First off, the hookah's on deck. Drinks on deck. They have food. Pools lit up. Apparently, it was heated. Salt water. I definitely couldn't get in salt water because that <laughs> shit would have stung. Cabanas. The lighting. It was just that there was like a torrential thunderstorm that happened. Oh, we were yeah. There I forgot point. it rained on us. Like, yeah, twice. pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I'm running on. So that was that night. Didn't get home until like four o'clock that morning. So then I was like, I'm not doing anything on Saturday, bro. I was down bad. I had to miss our homegirls pop up vendor thing, mm-hmm. too. But then old boy who texts me Thursday, you know, the story's coming back around. He's like, I got 
two shows tonight pull up to the last one and then let's hang out and i'm like okay i haven't been to one of his shows in a minute especially since he got big but then our homegirl texted both me and you in a group and was like yo we're at blue cantina tonight i'm like ooh, i love hanging out with my friends i'd be like i was like well blue cantina is on the same side as old Mm -hmm. boy's house so i text him like i'm going to blue hit me up when you leaving the show i'll meet you at your house so we go to blue cantina and then while i'm in blue cantina two of my homeboys pull up and i'm looking like bitch of the year because one of them pulls up and i'm like oh tap him and i'm like cam what's up he give me a hug we talk for a little bit he goes and sits down i get back to the table two of my bitches are like who is that and i'm like him they're like girl yes i'm like oh I didn't know he was fine. My other homeboy pulls up, and I guess I know he's attractive because he always gets bitches, but he's the biggest whore in the world, so I'm not going to say his name. But he pulls up, I give him a hug, and they're like, who is that? And I'm like, oh, him? Oh. Yeah? Right. That's just my homeboy. You want me to put you on? Put him on with one of my homegirls, y'all. All night, they was glued to each other. You should have seen her, bro. Oh, my God. You know, when she get to dancing and twerking, she was in her element. She was in his last. I said, oh, she giving a table dance. Oh, damn. Yes, girl. So, it was lit. But then, um, the night got even more lit when I left Blue Cantina and I pulled up on my little comedy bay. Okay, comedy bay. Comedy bay. I said comedy bay. Right. Comedy bay. So he had told me to get a bottle. I got us a little thing to do say. He sent me the money and everything. Didn't even ask because I love when niggas do that. I'm like, don't make me chase you down. Like, just send it. So he sent me the money, picked up the bottle, all of that. And we smoking in the car and shit like that. But then we went into his house real quick so I could change. Why does nigga try to bend me over in the, in the foyer? But I had on like a, you know, I love a one-piece lingerie mm-hmm. thing. He was like, uh-uh, you finna change. He went and got me some shorts and a t-shirt. Um, biggest ones he could find because he's skinny as hell. I said, you're not finna make me feel like a fat bitch. You better find me something I can fit so I don't feel bad about myself. So we found something. And then, um, girl, we go back in the car. We, like, hotboxing. We're listening to, like, old school Young Thug, y'all. Like, Slime Season. Oh, I thought you meant, like, I thought you meant, like, oh, oh, okay. Well, you, like, first slime, the first two Slime Seasons and, uh, language, stuff like that. Of course, uh, Rich Homie Quan. What you think of when you think of old Thug? I think of his mixtapes. Those are considered mixtapes. Oh. That's why they're not on the, uh, okay. what's it called? I don't even know if that was. The, I don't even know if that I think that was before even what was um no the man stick vibes I put my hands on and that's what I that's when I first started listening okay. to Young Thug that was like I think like 2012 yes 2011 okay yeah that's what yeah. I think of when I hear Young Thug well we did listen to some of that too he was so shocked he was like bro like I know you knew Thug like that. I knew every word. So, bitch, we was... HBC. Right. Like, (laughs) but he was so amazed. He was like, bro, I'm getting so turned on. He was like, oh, my God. Like, bitch, we was singing to each... It was really romantic. Yeah. Do you know the song No Way by Young Thug? I gotta hear. I don't know. Okay. But we singing it to each other. Like, bitch, we holding hands. We... I call my baby my shorty. I gotta look in the... We, bitch, we was in there vibing. That's y'all making love off music. I was like, you my nigga, bro. And we gonna fuck and did so we go inside and girl our conversation from last week our last episode was fresh on my head mm-hmm. we recorded every position Ooh. bitch yeah i was holding the camera while he ate it oh. then he was holding it while i while i ate it because <laughs> i'm an eater monster 
from the back I'm holding it I got all the videos he Look got all the videos <laughs> I was like check us out and then he was like you want me to he was trying to get me to spend the night so bad uh but I had to take my dogs to the dog park I was like I promise I take my dogs to the b- dog park he said you told them that <laughs> They gonna like, be here waiting for you, right? Like, oh my bad. If they you gonna make be a mad. Promise to I was like, fuck you. I'm, I'm taking them to the dog park in the morning. It was supposed to rain all day, so I was like, I gotta take them. Anyways, he was like, let me feed you. He was like, you want to go somewhere? It's got a one food. It's consistent. Like, never let you down. I'm like, what's up? I'm thinking we going to the strip club. Waffle house. Waffle house, bitch. <laughs> we got a waffle house. I have to get out. I was just rolling up some more while we waiting for the food. We taking shots. I saw Shorty from Blue Cantina there, the waitress. Mm. Who's, who's uh who I follow on Instagram? Mm-hmm. I see her there. I'm like, what's up, girl? Y'all, it was just a night, and then we get back, we eat our food, we fell asleep watching some scary show I picked on what's it called? It he was the little spoon. It was <laughs> I'm dead. Well, then at one point I turned over, obviously, but we started off with him as the little spoon. It okay. was a good night. Was that your first time at <laughs> No, it wasn't. But um, it was fun. Okay, look at you. Yeah, so we had a really good night. And then I chilled for the, the rest of the weekend. Labor Day, ate good with the family. Okay. And, um, well, I went viral Labor Day Monday, but we'll get into that. But yeah, girl, okay. y'all, I had a I had a busy weekend. I feel like I'm just really trying to live out this last year of my 20s Facts. <laughs> in one weekend. Because now I just want to sit down for the rest of the month. Bro, well, I'm telling you, as soon as don't let the wind hit at 2 o'clock p.m., I'm like, okay, it's getting cold. That's it for me. I'm in the house for the rest of the year. We're going to see. <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of the year. Don't let. No, nah, it's going to be perfect weather. We're going to be like, hmm. Ooh, I don't mind going on a patio. <laughs> <laughs> let's, go, let's go do hookah on a patio, <laughs> bitch. Shut up. It's nice outside. Right. Okay. I guess we're going to get into this first topic. And I'm going to bring it in because it has to do with why I feel like a lot of new people are here. And it's talking about my tweet that went viral. So... On Thursday, I had a meeting. So once a month, we have not even a corporate-wide meeting, but like uh, for my branch, for my profit center, which is construction. And we highlight the big accounts that we've acquired as like good jobs and big wins for everybody to let people brag on themselves. But really, it's the underwriters that really book this stuff. But then, you know, the team helps or whatever prepare things. And then they pick somebody each month from whoever was on that team. To kind of talk about the process of getting this account. So basically, I'm describing it to them. I'm like, yo, this is the account. If you remember, we previously tried to book it. Didn't really work out. The limits weren't right. They already had somebody. We figured we'd just circle back later because you never know. Sometimes it's the perfect time. And they're like, you know what? We are looking for someone new to get our insurance through. So... We doubled back and instead of saying doubled back or circling back or we checked back in, it was the end of the day. First off, don't schedule. I feel like you shouldn't schedule any meetings after 3 p.m. But I got picked last minute to talk about it. And I think I said, so we spun the block on it. (laughs) And I realized it as soon as I said it. And I'm just like, oh, (laughs) but um, (laughs) they really thought that it was funny. Like they were like, oh. (laughs) Wow, uh, thank you. So they let me finish talking. They're like, thank you, Alexis. They're like, yeah, we had to spin the block on that one, guys. And everyone's laughing about it. My homegirl texts me like, bitch, did you just say that? <laughs> like, it was so funny. You see people's face, like the younger people, like, like kind of chuckling. Oh oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so anyways, I tweeted about the experience. And um, let me read the tweet out, like, verbatim. 
So I said, forgot to code switch in a meeting on Thursday and said, spin the block. My face immediately got hot from embarrassment, but they ate it the fuck up. Now they keep using it in the wrong context. I failed to gatekeep. I'm sorry to my community. And I was just being funny and sassy. I've said funnier stuff, (laughs) but it picked up like wildfire. Everybody started telling their experiences where they've said certain things. Someone said they're told their exec they were going to have to make pimp decisions. Someone said, um, damn, I wish I could remember them. But I, it was- I did see one of them when it was like, um, dang, it, the girl name was Kim or something. Make it do what it do. It oh, no, I got the sauce. Yeah, he came back. He said, I got the sauce, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> girl, it started going up everywhere. So I tweeted it at like Monday from my bed at like 9 a.m. Because I just thought of it out of nowhere. And bitch, by 11 my Twitter was blown. I had to mute it. Like my phone, ding, 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 ding. Like they're dings tripping over each other. It was crazy, Taylor. I was like, oh my what God. What did I just do? Right. I mean, I was proud of myself, but I was like, damn, I, I thought it would have been a different something, one. Yeah. Like something nasty. Like y'all follow this bitch on Twitter. Right. And so many people that know me were reaching out like, oh my God, you should have been viral. You're so funny. I'm shocked that this is the one that did it. Right. And I'm like, right? Like, but also thank you for seeing my potential. Yeah. People telling me congratulations. <laughs> I knew you'd make it. I'm like, I am not an aspiring comedian. <laughs> oh, you're not? I'm not. It's just, Uh-oh. it's in me. Not on me. I don't know. I was being funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> Today is when they posted it on the Shade Room and then Culture Con and all these things. Like all these other pages are tagging me. Actually, uh, Def Jam, All Def, they actually didn't tag the correct page and they refused to fix it. Also, when the Shade Room first posted it, I didn't know. Somebody had to tell me on Twitter because they didn't tag me at all. So I had to tell my, I told people on my story. I was like, tell them to tag me. Mm -hmm. So many people started telling them to tag me that they ended up tagging me and they messaged me and apologized. Period. I was like, no harm, no foul. Y'all got some good people over there. Yeah, y'all really working over there. But you know what they told me? They said when we originally tried to tag you, we couldn't. And I realized because I don't follow them. Um, remember i don't follow any of the blog sites so i had to follow them and then it gave them access to mention me i guess mm, i don't know if that's true or not but i had to follow them so yeah y'all i've been blowing up um i plugged my homegirls constantly like promoting her clean cuff business and so i was like while this was happening i saw her like literally just talking about the pop-up and i was like fuck i feel so bad that i missed it so I plugged it in real quick. This girl texted me talking about she got eight new orders. Wow. They're steady coming in. And I was like, I felt so much better. I felt Vicky. I really felt like shit when I missed really? it. Because then I went to Blue Cantina later that night. And it's like, wow. damn, bitch, you didn't feel good enough to support your friend, but you feel good enough to go get fucked up. You definitely an overthinker. Yeah, I felt really bad. I did feel really <laughs> bad. And so when I did that, I was like, whew, exonerated. So... I'm happy about that. I plugged the podcast in. And the thing is, I didn't plug the podcast in until I was at like 60K likes on Twitter. And my cousin had to tell me. I went to my aunt's house and my cousin had to be like, plug your podcast page in. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, girl, you're right. She's (laughs) like, bro, you should have been did that. And I was like, no, you're absolutely right. (laughs) But we here and we did it. But anyways, what I do want to talk about is code switching in the workplace. Because shockingly, I don't know how shocking it is because this is the internet, but... I got some kind of rude feedback as well. And I would have thought this tweet was harmless, but people were saying stuff like it's 2022. You shouldn't be code switching anyways. Tap dancing for the white man. 
trying to fit into white people's spaces and black people are too scared to be themselves in the workplace, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, bro, it's not that deep. And you work, you, you work at opium. Like, (laughs) of course you're not worried about code switching. You've never been in a situation where you had to even code switch a little bit. Right. Like, bitch, you're in retail. I just don't, it's, it's two different worlds. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, but to get far, no, I'm not going to be in there like, this shit, fa mm-hmm. talking about an account. I'm not going to do that, bro. Yeah. I'm not calling my boss, Call my manager, bro, bro. Like, <laughs> like, nah, like, I'm crying, I'm tired, or uh, I'm dead. Like, I'm not saying that at work. Yeah. I'm sorry. You could call me, uh, you can call me whatever the fuck you want to call me. But, um, so basically, I wanted to obviously talk about the basics of what code switching is. Um, and, and that's a, not code switching. What? Maybe it is code switching, but I don't know. Go ahead. So according to Urban Dictionary, code switching, code switching, code switching is to customize your style of speech to the audience or group being addressed, which is what I do at work. I make sure that I talk proper and I talk clear and I don't use as much slang as I definitely don't use as much slang as I do with my friends. I'm not saying nigga all the time. I'm consciously making an effort <laughs> to not talk how I talk with my friends mm-hmm. because I'm in a professional setting. So I feel like that's what code switching is. Um, but the crazy thing is a lot of the people telling me not to code switch are the same people saying we need to gatekeep certain phrases so that white people don't use it. But I'm like, that's code switching. How, how am I going to gatekeep if I can't code switch? Because if I'm not code switching, I'm going to be saying all these black phrases. Mm-hmm. And that's how you don't gatekeep. So I had to look up the definition of gatekeep for y'all. And gatekeeping is making is to make your interests exclusive in order to protect them from becoming mainstream. So like a lot of people, a lot of black people say we need to gatekeep our phrases because white people will take them coin them and now it's in all these ads and now they're saying it's like child remember when they took child mm-hmm. and they was like is it Ooh, chili <laughs> they was like chili and mm-hmm. people was like yep that's, that's exactly, exactly what, what it is, is. <laughs> Keep so people, that. right so people were telling me like well if they ask you what spin the block means just just lie and say it's something else like don't mm-hmm. don't explain it to them and i don't know do you code switch you you were working in an office before the pandemic mm. I mean, even now, I still have, talk, have to talk to my peers and we still have meetings. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I don't think it's cold switching. To me, I think it's just, I, I'm well educated. <laughs> I know how to talk like I have since. And I don't just do it at work. When I go out to any like setting that's like professional, whether I'm like with my sorority, I'm not, I'm still, I'm still myself, but I still know how to be professional. I've worked in an all black environment before even doing you mentioned retail but even when i worked retail i'm still professional mm-hmm. like i'm just i know how to be professional i don't think it's about oh your code switch and i think it's just knowing how to speak at the right time or knowing your environment like reading a room yeah i i do think it's code switching i don't think that there's anything fucking wrong with it okay <laughs> yeah because like what are you so okay so if it is if it's not cold switching so i'm supposed to go into a setting a corporate setting and be like a shout at good morning like right. what you know like what is that exactly y'all should be trying cold switching y'all need to i support code switching <laughs> and i will continue to do so because i do work in a corporate environment and i do want to climb the ladder okay mm-hmm. 
There's this show that is up for an Emmy. It's called Severance. Have you heard of it? I think I have. It's on Apple TV. And basically, the premise of the show is it's in the future. And there's this product where, or maybe this is all the jobs, but at their particular job, there's this thing where you can separate your consciousness. Mm -hmm. So when you come into work, they like inject you or put you to sleep or maybe there's like a chip in your head. I can't remember the details, but basically it like turns off your outside of work life. And then you only know about work when you Mm -hmm. leave work, they take it away. So let's say when I go into work at nine o'clock, I don't remember anything about my life outside of work. And then when I leave at five, I don't remember anything at work. Mm -hmm. And so I think the bigger message was like about keeping work life like and personal life separate. And I was just wondering, like, do you think that you would do that? Wanna what? Keep my work life and, and personal life separate or specifically like the show. <laughs> like you go into a job where once you swipe that badge, all you remember is it's like waking up and you're back at work. I mean, you yeah, don't remember we what do happened it anyway. But no, but you can remember your stuff outside of work. They can't remember any of that. They don't remember their mom's name, sister's name. They don't remember anything. I'm going to say, yeah, only because them days when you be really going through it. And, bro, when you be really going through it, it'd be hard to focus at work. That's true. I would say, yeah. So I feel like I'll get more done. As long as I can, when I leave, I can still remember my outside life. Yeah. Yeah, when you leave, everything else comes back to right. you. There's just this big chunk from when you were at work that you don't remember at yeah. all. Yeah, and, and that's fine. I don't think I would do it only because I'm so nosy. <clears throat> I don't like not remembering stuff. What oh, if I have Lord. a work crush I don't remember outside of work? You don't remember when you get back. Yeah, but still, like... So one guy, he... I guess he realizes he's gay while he's there Mm -hmm. because he finally sees somebody from a different department. They they end up having like a little crush and they only see each other when they're at work. And so one of the guys is about to retire and leave. And he's just like, I don't even know how to get in touch with you. The guy can't give him a number to get in touch. No social media. He don't remember none of that. And so somehow he (laughs) finds a way to like find out who this guy is or whatever outside. And I forgot how he figured it out. Mm. But outside of work, he ends up like going to his house and pulling up outside. And the guy has a whole husband. Yeah. They're about to move away together. And his little heart is broken. And I'm like, well, I mean, he had no idea. He couldn't tell you at work. And then one girl is trying to quit. Like while she's at the work, she's like, I don't want to be here. This is weird. I don't like it. But every time she tries to tell her conscious self, like she tries to leave notes to tell her conscious self, like, hey, quit this job because you don't like something here. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not happening. They're not letting her get the message out. So I'm like, that's a little problematic. Yeah. Because what if something crazy was happening to you at work? And then the next day you go, you don't even remember. Mm -hmm. And it's like, bro, I'm still here. So wait, when you're at work, you can't remember yesterday at work. You can remember yesterday at work. Right. So if yesterday at work, I know that just say, for example, example a co-worker like harassed me so you can't remember to be like okay this is causing me to quit so she tries mm. to tell her bosses they're kind of trying to like not let her quit mm. and she's like no i want to make a video telling my future self to quit so then the next day when she comes into work she watches a video and they said this is your other self and the other self is like i want to be here i like this job blah blah mm. blah and she's sitting there like watching herself say this and she's like 
no, I don't. Like, no, you don't. Like, why are you? Yeah. So I thought it was really interesting. That's so weird. It's I, a really good show. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's so freaking weird. It's a very interesting concept. And I'm like, damn, this is crazy. <laughs> I don't, at first I was like, that's a cool concept. But then you see their issues and I'm like, I don't know if I want that. I don't think I could do that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about the hard days. Like, bruh, going through a breakup and having to go to work. Oh, yeah. That going is through the a nigga's phone thing. before. Bro, I've gone through a nigga's phone before I had to go to work. Because what the fuck? Why would you even do that? Yeah, it was terrible. And I was working (laughs) at the mental hospital. I had to hold, I had to do a hold with a girl who like self-harms and she was like banging her head, which I started banging my head with her. I'm like, why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that shit was crazy. Yeah, that's the only reason I would want to get it. Like, I just, that's the only thing I can remember me being at work and like can't work so i'm like let me just remove my daily life out of this but i mean you wouldn't remember your work friends you wouldn't they don't even remember the people that they met on the job they could walk right past them and they would not know that this is somebody that they worked with that's fine okay you be making a lot of friends at work but yeah but i mean i still got my at home friends that's true so i mean shit it is what it is okay yeah okay speaking of friends so have you ever had a situation where say you like met a guy, y'all dated, y'all talked, but you kind of realized I kind of look at you more as a friend or like I would think our relationship would grow better as a friend, but you don't know how to like break up with him in the intimate way. I can't say that I have. Is that like cliche or is that like taboo to like do that? Cause I feel like it's better said than done. I feel like, my situations have not gone directly like that. I think for me, it's more of so something happened for us to break up and then we realized we were friends. But to actually talk to somebody and be like, you know what? I don't think this is going to work. I think we should just be friends. Yeah, I think that people think that saying in itself is cliche. And when they hear that saying, all they hear is themselves being rejected. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of guys taking that lightly. Yeah. I think they'd rather. And then also guy, a lot of niggas be like, I have plenty of girlfriends. I don't need another friend. Like, they're like, I didn't pursue you to be your friend. Like, and I think that's the struggle I'm having. Like, and I, let me not even say friends, but like the people who I've previously dated say it didn't really go far, but those are people in my life. I'm like, I kind of need them, you know, like just as far as what they teach me, like if I would have never met this person, I would have never known about this. Or if I would have never met this nigga, I would have never known about this. And it's just like, sometimes I'll be thinking like, damn, I need this nigga to help me with this. Cause who the fuck else I'm a call. So it's just like, how do you go about those situations where it's just like maybe hitting them up? Like, Hey, I know we are not, this is not getting anywhere, but you still want to be my friend. You know, I think it's tough because uh, women have the reputation of being very transactional. Mm-hmm transactional i mean but guy i feel like guys are so much more transactional guys will in that situation where it's like i want to hit you up to like teach me something or give me advice or something a lot of guys don't want to do that for you unless they are getting what it is that they want in return which is pussy Mm -hmm. and it's like i'm only going to be your friend or i'm only going to be friendly to you if you're still like stroking that need for me and it's like that's why it makes it so hard for me any guy that i felt like we would be better off as friends i've just had to dead it completely Mm -hmm. because they're not taking it lying down (laughs) like they're not no they're not trying to just be friends with me yeah i think i'm struggling with that like i'm not gonna lie 
I've just kind of like just pondered on just like my last situation ships with an S and I'm like, I feel like I've cut them off, but I have to learn like just because it didn't work out intimate wise or just like a relationship wise. I'm like, but you ain't really have to cut them, cut them off like that. Like you could have just slowly, gradually like forced the friendship, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, but also it's like, okay, you want, do we want people to be up front? I feel like if you were up front to, to be to them, hey, I just think we'd be better off as friends. I don't think they're going for it. but mm-hmm. And it also just doesn't feel genuine if I got a damn slime, I slither my way into yeah, it. Like, like I'm going to sneak it into a friendship. That, yeah. that feels just as bad as me when niggas try to sneak into being a relationship. It's yeah, just that's like, true. Bro, are we really friends if I got to <laughs> fucking manipulate my way into a friendship? Like, yeah. I guess I'm struggling with finding male friends at this age. You have you're the one with so many male friends. Yeah, but I'm saying like new male friends. Okay, you know, like either they trying to fuck me or they trying to like talk to me like that or I've dated them. You know, because a lot of times I talk to you and I'm like, Tay, do you like this guy or do you like him? You're just like, bro, like he seems really cool and the conversation's great. Like I really like him as a friend. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm just like, that shit good luck, <laughs> good luck with that. Because yeah. I guarantee you, he is not trying to be your friend. Yeah, but and like, <laughs> let okay. me know how that goes. Let me just tell you a recent situation. Okay, just recently met this guy, and as you know, like I told you, the conversation was great, amazing. But I realized, like, I don't like him like that, and I think he can tell that I don't like him like that. But also, mind you, when me and him talking, he like, yeah, you can hit me about about anything. You need advice? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can help you with that. But it is like once I'm not giving him energy as far as like dating wise. And it is just like you could sense the attitude. Yeah. And I'm just like, you said I could hit you up. That's to sell themselves to you as in like. You should want to fuck me. I, I can do this for you. I can do this. I have this great about myself. I have this great about myself. But once that's taken off the table, it's kind of like, okay, what am I working for? Just to make you happy? And it's like, well, damn, nigga, yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, man, I got this nigga for this. Like, not even trying to use him because I feel like, you know, I bring stuff to the table, too, as far as, like, friendship or whatever it may be. Like, I can bring my advice or what I know. But when you really meet people who really be, like, knowing they shit, especially the stuff you're trying to get involved with, like when it comes to like properties or just like businesses or just different stuff like this. And you meet people who do stuff like that, especially black people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Especially people, your color and like your peers. And it's just like, they talk your language and you know what they're saying. Like they're not sugarcoating stuff. You know what I mean? Whereas if you at work and you talking to people like this or just like professionally and you got to, like you said, cold switch, they not cold switching on me. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, this is easy. Like this nigga really put me on the game and really telling me like what I need to know and to do this. And I'm just like, I don't like you like that, but can you be my friend? Yeah. I feel like so many times we talk about how hard it is to make female friends as adults. And we don't talk about, it's way harder to, to make, make male, male friends. friends because if you're not giving them what they're here <laughs> for, they don't want to be your friend at all. At all. In confession, all my male friends, it's no in between. They like brothers to me. You know, like I don't have no, I mean, probably like two that's like, okay, these are my homeboys. You know, like I wouldn't say brother, but majority of like my close homeboys are like my brothers. I've known them from like going on 15 plus years. I'm about to say you met them all like middle school, you know, yeah. my, like I don't have any like new homeboys. And I think I'm not, not yearning for that, but I think I'm very open to having like, 
new maybe i'm getting tired of my old homeboys i don't know but i'm just like i'm so open to having new male friends or just like new male energy and we're talking about these i get turned on or just i get i like having conversations about stuff i'm interested in yeah so i think i'm at a struggle point right now in my life with that girl i feel you yeah so okay we'll work on that so i want to talk about something that's kind of been irking me a little bit because i feel like you know the whole diaspora wars black men versus black women This is something that is always brought up, I feel like, and I just want to address it. So I tweeted this yesterday and I said, Mm -hmm. y'all keep trying to push the idea that women don't care about young boys being preyed on by older women. But every time I try to have that convo in real life, Negroes be like, nah, bruh, I don't regret it. She was bad as hell when they talk about their molesters. Y'all need to have that convo. Y'all be wearing that shit like a badge of honor when you lose your virginity to a 30-year-old sick-ass woman. And that was on my mind because we kind of we touched on it last week when you brought up your homeboy telling you that he slept with his friend's mom mm-hmm. when he was underage mm-hmm. and she was a grown-ass woman. But he wasn't telling that to you in like a... From a vulnerable place. Yeah, like, I need, I want, I'm just got to get this off my chest. Like, right. Like, how would you say he was describing it? It was on some... I want to say it was on no bragging type stuff. It was just like, we was just kind of like sharing wild, like, confessions. Like, mm-hmm. wow, we was just really having a deep conversation. And he just kind of spilled the beans. And he was really on some, like, I can't believe I just said that. I mean, did he seem sad about it did he seem nah regretful? like i was i think by my face made him just say like but it wasn't like that you know he was like no 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 he was like i like i thoroughly enjoyed it like it wasn't on no rape like no sexual assault like no nothing like that right yeah. so and i've had this conversation with different people because a lot of guys do tell me about how they've lost their virginity to like older women mm-hmm. maybe it's not like mom ages but it'll be like they were 16 and it was a 24 year old or like sometimes it's like their older cousin or something and i'm just like that's kind of sad mm-hmm. so when the topics come up on the timeline when it's a little boy i can't remember what what came up recently where they were like it might have been like Brittany renner Cause she's dating mm-hmm. an 18 year old oh, right now. Yeah. So that conversation has been going around and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, women don't care. They only care when it's girls. Do you feel like women care less about little boys being preyed on? No, but what I think it is, is men in general don't speak up about a lot of stuff. So they're not going to take it serious. If it's us speaking up, not the men. Mm-hmm. I don't think men speak up about that a lot. I think we're the ones trying to, as usual, the black women on the line trying to fight for our black men Mm -hmm. and trying to speak up for them and i'm not like saying in a oh here we come shitting on y'all i'm saying it they just don't like feeling vulnerable and even if they don't speak about it the ones who do speak about it speak about it like it's a good thing Mm -hmm. like it's it's not they don't feel like they're the victim Mm -hmm. or they don't talk about them feeling like they're the victim and maybe it's a defense mechanism it's definitely a defense mechanism somebody messaged me well they responded to my tweet and he said we're socialized to think that it's the holy grail of sexual entry but it warps your expectations for any women slash girls who come after but for many of us it's a huge adolescent confidence boost i'm gay 
But at 15, the fact that a 40-year-old pretty woman liked me and made a move on me made me move and think different. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, bro, I'm telling you right now, I would think that if I knew a bitch was trying to fuck with an underage kid, I would think she was a fucking loser. And I would be disgusted. Mm -hmm. And I would call some people on her. Like, it's not that we think girls are more valuable than little boys, but it's like, bro, we can't... We... Our outrage for that isn't enough. Y'all have to be outraged, too. Yeah, that's what it is. Y'all got to speak up, too. They're not going to take it serious if it's just us. And if when we do speak women. up and you're like, no, it wasn't like that. It was on a rape shit. It was molestation. Mm -hmm. It was. like, And even if it was a little girl like R. Kelly's victims, a few of them were like, no, I loved him. I don't give a fuck if she thought that she was in love. No, it's mm -hmm. she was molested. She was groomed. These young boys are being groomed. And honestly... If their fathers and uncles and the men like older than them aren't are, are making them believe that what's happening is a badge of honor, then that's what they're going to continue to think. And it's not going to stop. It don't matter how much I protest against it. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to be like, you don't understand. It's different. It's not the same. And I'm like, no, it it is. They only see it's different when it's a guy preying on a young boy. But I'm like, no, grown-ass women can also be fucking predators, bro. And a lot of times they are. Yeah, and like you said, with the men, it's either they, if they do speak out, they're saying it as, like, it's a prize. Or I, I've heard men say that they have been, like, molested or in some sort when they was a child. But they just don't, they just don't feel like as a boy, it's. They just don't think it's wrong being a guy. There was a story of like, um, damn, she was like a horse millionaire. She was like an heiress or something. It was on TMZ. And they found out that she was having sex with like a 14 year old. Mm -hmm. And the comments on Twitter were kind of disturbing. What like, and but she was, this was white people. And they're just like, oh, uh, oh, he should be thankful or he, cause she was attractive. So they're like, she should be thankful. She should be proud. Or you can even look at what, like, Mary Kay Letourneau. You remember the teacher who mm -hmm. got that student, Villy, pregnant? Mm -hmm. Like, Damn, that was a good-ass movie on Lifetime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's been so many teachers like that. And it's like, when they're attractive, I see so many guys be like, oh, no, I wouldn't have told on that. And it's mm -hmm. like, I don't know what to tell y'all. So um, the other thing I did want to talk about, I did watch that little Britney Renner interview. And I feel like a lot of times when women go after, like, younger guys... A lot of times they'll bring up how Beyonce and Jay-Z have an age gap or how other people have age gaps. And mm -hmm. I want to like, how do you feel about age gaps when dating? Do they matter? I think it matters depending on the age. Like, I think if I always say this, if you're over the age of like, I'm going to say like 29, 30, I don't think anything over 30 if you're 30 doesn't matter like even you being 30 and dating a 60 year old y'all grown mm -hmm. you can do whatever you want to do you being 18 yeah. and a fuck freaking fort a uh, 40 year old is trying to chase you or date you that's weird even a 40 year old dating a 25 year old that's weird even you being 26 that's weird if you like over the age of like 40 mm. that's weird like i really think the age matters like you can't be if you under 29, under 30, I don't think you should be dating anybody that's not close to your age. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's strict in mm -hmm. here. If we be like, 
I'm just thinking of me having a child or just like my sibling or something like that, you know, like being realistic. I definitely think 18, 19 off limits. Those are teenagers, y'all. Mm-hmm. Those are teenagers. Even me, I'm 29, thinking of a 20, 21, 22 Even year 21. old. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Gross. Like, they just started drinking. They're probably still in college. Like, the mindset's not there. I recently, it's this guy that I follow on Twitter, and um, he cute and all. We be flirting. He ended up sliding in my DMs. And um, he was like, first off, I didn't really hit how his Abby is. I didn't really know how he looked. He was just funny. But he was like, oh, what's your IG? I got, he got my IG. I got his. I was like, damn, you cute. You don't tweet like you cute. You too funny. Like, mm-hmm. I thought you was ugly. And he was like, yeah. So we talking and talking. He was like, hold on. How old are you? And I'm like, okay, I'm thinking he must be older because he asking me. I said 29. He was like, damn, I'm 24, about to be 25. I said, can't do it he was like why like that's not bad i said i'm sorry like and you're cute too but like that just to me it just seemed like that's wild which bitch it's crazy because my ex when i was dating him this nigga's like 31 32 um i brought up some girl that he'd be thirsting over and he was like yeah i used to talk to her and i had seen she posted like balloons and it said 24 i'm like you was talking to a 23 year old he was like, that's not bad. Like, she's grown. And in my head, I, I should have left them. But I was like, it's kind of like, it kind of made me feel like he was a loser. Yeah. Why are you talking to a 23, 24-year-old? And I get turned off when I find out anybody I'm dating that's like, if I'm talking to an older guy and I found like, honestly, I'm 29. If I find out you kind of talking to somebody way younger, like younger than me, that's weird. Yeah. If you like 39 and you, I found out you're talking to like a 24-year-old. I'm going to get so like I'm going to get turned off like for real for real but it's interesting because generally I feel like women like to date older I like to date older Mm -hmm. do you like to date older yeah and then it's like and then we kind of look down on guys who like to date younger but I'm like I guess that's kind of it has to work that way for us to like older guys and them to be attracted to us too that means they also have to like younger yes but the young it depends that's what i'm saying if Mm -hmm. i find out it's you're 40 even if i find out i'm just in on average i probably talk to like 35 36 year olds if i find out you're talking to like a 23 year old that's weird to me because that that's a child. I even remember being 23 and I feel like I'm, I've always been mature for my age, just like mentally. I just feel like I've been mature, but I know at 21, I was not ready to date somebody that's 40 years old. Like I just knew that. And I, I started really dating older guys when I was like 26. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like that's, that was appropriate. I started dating older guys at a very young age. And I do look at a lot of them now, like, ill. Like, one of the guys in, in high school who I was, like, heartbroken over. Now I understand why he stopped talking to me abruptly. Because oh. I feel like he realized, like, what he was doing was yeah. fucking wrong. But, no, we we did fuck. And we was. I thought I was in love. I thought that was my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But that was a grown-ass man. And so when he did, I couldn't understand. I'm like, why? Why doesn't he want to be with me anymore? Like, why is he breaking my heart? And now that I'm older, I'm like... That nigga knew what he was doing was mm-hmm. messed up. And I, I know he probably couldn't even look me in the face now. Like, yeah. he And probably- I think I knew that. Like, even when the older guys would talk to me. Because I'm not going to lie. Growing up, I had like a... I've always had boobs. I never had just had like a butt like I have. But I've always had like a grown woman body. Mm-hmm. So I, a lot of older guys, like, which I remember being in the car with my mom. And this man has to be like 20-something. And I'm like 16. And he literally asked my mom, like, hey, your daughter is beautiful. Like, 
And me and my mom looking like, how old are you? You know, like, what? And I just knew it was wrong. I've mm-hmm. never, and no, until I felt like I was old enough, I've never thought it was okay for me to talk to just an older guy until, like I said, I became of age. And I think that comes with maturity, knowing that you not ready to talk to a freaking 50-year-old being 22. Yeah. It just don't make sense. Yeah. It just don't even add up. Like, No. I agree, but I was doing it, man. And I think part of it is you constantly hear women mature faster than boys. I I knew that older meant mature, and I thought that I was ready mm-hmm. to be mature. And I'm like, I'm really going to encourage my daughter to date her age. Like, <laughs> date your age. I'm going to let her know how lame these niggas are. Can y'all hear that siren? <laughs> That's my escort for tonight. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I really, I wish that nigga wasn't 24. I'm saying you talking to somebody that much younger than you though that just goes to show like why you can't get nobody your own age it's because because intentions matter we I say I, I date older because one they are more mature and I don't know they're more stable they have a head on their shoulders also no, I'm saying like a baby no I know I'm I'm just saying why oh, okay. I date older then I'm gonna talk about why I think they date younger and I date older because you know I, I think that they're not so moved by pussy anymore like they've Mm kind of got it out of their system they're not driven by i know they're still very lustful but they're not so driven and stupid over sex you know Mm -hmm. but i feel like older men date younger like that because you know they want somebody that's easier to control or that is more impressed by what they have to offer than what women would be like impressed with their age and Mm -hmm. it's just like I feel like those two different intentions are very telling. Like one seems manipulative. I feel like dating older, you're valuing where they're at and how far they've come. Dating younger, you're valuing you're valuing how naive they are, and it makes it gives them a confidence boost. Like, oh, she's gonna be real impressed because she's young and she ain't seen shit mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. See, when I think of guys, older guys that I date, I don't even think they look at me like she's younger because I think a lot of people think I'm older than what I am. I think that's the reason why they try to talk to me because they think um, I don't think it's like, oh, she young. Like, let me fuck with her. I'm not talking okay, about her because yeah. I feel like we're at a grown woman age. Yeah, I feel like it don't matter what age we date. A 50 year old could talk to me and I'm, yeah, I'm about to be like, 30 she, and it doesn't matter. He, he could be my husband. Like, but I'm talking about niggas who are pursuing like these. 20, 21, 22, 24. I'm like, they're pursuing them because... They're naive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't know how lame they are. Mm -hmm. They're going to feel like the man dating them. So it's like... Yeah, yeah, girl. That was that. All right, y'all. We are about to go pay some bills and we'll be right back. Okay. Let's go ahead and punch out the second half. All right. All right. And now it's time for our segment, Wild or Wild Not. Can you give a little description of how it goes for any new listeners? Oh, yes, for the new ones. Okay, so I am going to give a statement, and you have to decide whether the statement is wild, means like, is it just like a crazy-ass statement, or wild not, meaning it's not wild. Okay? you agree with it. Yes. So, this week for our Wild or Wild Not segment, we have the statement. You know he lame when he treats you well. Wild or wild not? Y'all gonna hate me for this. Y'all probably gonna call me all kinds of lame names and lames. But I'm gonna speak my truth. Um, I don't think it's wild. Wild not. I agree. Okay. okay. Why? I need to hear why. 
I mean, let's be real. And me and Taylor kind of touched on it. I don't know exactly if she agreed with me or not, but we we touched on it a little bit. But mm-hmm. honestly speaking, honestly, this from the heart, right? I'm, this isn't going to be the pretty politically correct answer or what maybe everyone wants to hear from us, from me specifically. But looking at our track record and looking at the guys that we typically look for and like to date. You like like reformed hood guys or guys that have some kind of street smart. They gotta have swag. They they not giving off Russell Wilson vibes. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm no disrespect to Russell. He is a great husband, but there's a lot of different men out there, and that's just not one of the ones that I be going for. I do like. Um, I'm sure y'all aren't shocked, but I still like some toxicity. For me, it's like seasoning on the relationship. Like mm-hmm. I need some of that toxicity. Russell Wilson is not gonna slap me while we fucking. <laughs> I mean, maybe he will, but I, I wouldn't expect him to, I right? Or he gonna do it real soft, like he not he not gonna spit in my face and call me a cum guzzling slut. <laughs> Is he? No. Is he gonna? I don't pe- see. I'm not seeing it. Do you think he pees on Sierra? No, not at all. I'm not seeing it. You think he tells her throw up on his dick? No. Exactly. He's not, not gonna all. do that for me. That personally, that's just what I'm into. So wild not. What he, about you? Yeah, I would definitely agree with you a thousand percent. Wild not, or that's wild, or not wild. Yeah, not wild. Um, what was I about to say? We're, okay, the hoes gonna love this. What I gotta <laughs> say? <laughs> I feel like lame niggas. The reason why they treat you so well, and this is not saying that the not lame niggas don't treat you well, but I feel like the lame niggas are yes men because growing up. They was lame. And mind you, it's the difference between being a nerd, a geek, and lame. You could be a nerd and not be lame. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm talking, we talking about lame ass niggas. I feel like lame niggas growing up, they ain't really get bitches like that. So they feel like as an adult, they still lame, but the bitches they get, they gotta keep them hoes. So they gotta be yes men. And they do everything that they bitch asked them to do. I feel like the niggas that's not lame. I'm not going to say they don't treat their girl well because I never just been with a nigga who just don't treat me well. And mm-hmm. I ain't never been with no lame nigga. Mm-hmm. I feel like they know how to put their foot down. Like, I feel like that makes them. I feel like that's why some women might not like unlame niggas. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a lot of women, you know, how are we just really strong minded? Like, we feel like we in charge a lot of the times. And some women want yes men, I feel like. Or some women, like, I haven't been hurt that bad for me to be like, you know what? I'm I want a lame nigga. Right. <laughs> First of all, we need to stop replacing Russell Wilson's name with lame. <laughs> you said Russell Wilson. Didn't you say, the, the thing said Russell Wilson. No, Lex. Not at all. No, Russell Wilson is in here. Read I can't it be, back. I can't believe you said man name like that. No, it literally says, you know he lame when he treats you well. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Russ. Okay, okay. Woo. <laughs> no, but like, damn. I'm gonna be quiet. That's the one. No, talking. what you about to say? I don't know. I was about to say. I feel like people are deducing it to saying that like we don't want to be treated right. And I want to. I want to say straight up. I've never just stayed with a nigga that treated me bad. Well, I mean, college don't count because apparently, if the relationship was before 25, it that's not count. your ex. Damn, so that means. Know. Taylor Sound got no ex. That nigga gone. That nigga. Right. So after 25, I have never just stayed with a nigga that just treated me. Mm, well, 
not on a daily basis. I ain't never stayed with a nigga that cheated me bad on a daily basis, mm-hmm. right? Not a daily basis. Right? I'm like, I did stay with a nigga who told me to go die. And then didn't stick around while I was... But no, I'm just saying, like, I've never dealt with no... I've never, I've never dealt with a nigga who just treated me bad, but also he wasn't no lame ass nigga, but he knew he put his foot down too. I feel like the statement is trying to make it, if if we're not agreeing with the statement, it's kind of making it seem like we don't want to be treated well. Right. And that's not true. Y'all. We just saying that. So are guys who treat us well lame? I I about to say there's plenty of niggas that aren't lame who can still treat you well I think when they I think in this definition when they say treat you well they mean like this nigga is on his hands and knees for you waiting at your every command you get home it's flowers on the on the on the ground every single day he's cooked the meal for you every single day I feel like he doing that because he lame because he don't want to lose his bitch he don't know how to put his foot down because he a yes man why do you think it's that's not attractive to us for me I think it's a trauma response I think that I just respond better to toxic shit I, because like I'm not, we're not doing that. Like let's be honest, we're not doing that because we just know how like dealing with day to day life. You can't submit every like that every single day. You can't do that every single day. I think for me, uh, I'm gonna speak for myself. I think for me, it would be very easy for me to take advantage of something like that. Yeah. Like I feel like I want it sprinkled in. Like sweet gestures like that need to be sprinkled in. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying. You need to slap me around other days and then sprinkle in some flowers. But, you know, human nature, people naturally take advantage of people that let them that let themselves be taken advantage Mm -hmm. of. And it's not intentional. It's not because we're bad people, but that's just kind of how it is. Like you start to expect something from people and it, it ends up not being so special anymore. Yeah. It's just like, I agree. That's what, and that's what I think the definition is. Like, I don't think just because you get in treated, you're not getting treated. Well means you just, you know, or in order to get treated well, you have to date a lame. Like, no, that is not true. I think their definition of like getting treated well is like every day flowers, every day a meal, every day this. Every, like, I just don't think that's realistic. And I don't think he's putting his foot down. And I think that's what makes him lame because I'm not doing it every day. Mm. So, yeah, that's my answer. Okay, y'all. Y'all let us know what you think. Is it wild or wild not? Um, and sorry to Russell. I ain't mean to do that. <laughs> she just said that now on the car. No. Right. Okay, so there's this video that's going around um, of this woman addressing people at her baby shower. Have you seen it? No. That's fine, because I'm about to play. <laughs> so. Uh, so, first and foremost, thank y'all all for coming. Appreciate y'all. Um, definitely got to give a shout out to everybody that played a role in this. We- Not everybody. Because some people came and didn't even bring it. Face on them, because this kind of gives me wedding vibes. At my wedding, a lot of people came, but they didn't bring the gift. So if you came to the baby shower and you didn't bring the gift, you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't mean that. No, I meant it. Is I meant it? I meant it, Pam. It's, it's the baby hormones. It ain't no hormones. She didn't mean that. I meant that. So how do you feel? Because I'm... That's wild. I think that's wild, bro. Okay. Yes, like I don't think you should do that. Okay. Like, no, that's wrong. I think that's like the human in me, like the me feeling bad for people. Cause like, so if my friend having a hard time and I'm having a baby, I got to tell her she can't come cause she broke. 
you know, it's crazy. I, I I agree. So, but that's not the way I leaned the first part, the first time when I saw it. The first time when I saw it, I kind of agreed with her because I was like, I mean, we know, like, I, I do feel like it's tacky to show up to play certain events empty-handed. Mm-hmm. Showing up places empty-handed, you know, they probably put money into getting the venue, feeding people, and it's like, okay, you came to just, you know, freeload at weddings. It's like... I don't know. I feel like certain we're old enough to know that if you're going to a baby shower, bring something. And I feel like people make it really easy. Sometimes you don't even have to bring a gift gift. They'll be like, give me a gift card at $5, $10. It builds up. But I feel like you should come with some kind of offering if you're coming to a baby shower. I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, I think you should have that mindset anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. This is the first thing that came to me when you were saying that. I feel the same way. I feel like, that's equivalent to going out to eat. If you don't have enough money to tip, you shouldn't be going out to eat. People still go out to eat. Like, I really don't think you should not. Like, I think if you cannot tip, you don't need to be eating. Like, stay in the house or go to the grocery store or fast food. Like, because you don't know these workers are, you know. So, I think that's the same thing. Like, I mean, I don't know. I just think that's wrong to, like, tell your friend you can't come to my baby shower or my wedding because you broke. So now let's say, okay, let's say a couple people, maybe a family member and a friend reach out to her ahead of time. Hey, um, I don't have the money right now to get you something. And she's like, okay, go ahead and come. I feel like that's different. She could excuse Mm -hmm. a few people. But imagine it's your baby shower. You don't put in all this effort to make everybody comfortable. You don't got the meatballs. You know, all you got the games going and like it's 50 people and only 10 show up with gifts. I'm going to feel a certain type of way. That like to show you, though, why you got fr- like I know for a fact mm-hmm. my friends that I invite are not coming to my baby shower empty handed. So I feel like, you know, your friends, bro. I, I mean, yeah, but I feel like we I feel like that goes with anything when people say it's the people you're picking or it's this or that. Yeah, but I'm also not going to hold myself responsible for 40 other grown ass motherfuckers. Like, I'm not, but I've I, known them for years. Like, right. it's not my fault that these are the people I, I didn't. But know I literally broke at the same I've time. literally seen people make a list based off of how they know people move. Like, I've literally seen people make wedding lists like, oh, I don't like, I know this person that moves like this. They don't do this. I'm not inviting them. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you should know who to invite to certain stuff. Like, if you've had a party before and or you, y'all went to a party before and you know this person do always don't bring a gift. If you don't want people coming with a gift, why you invite them? Mm-hmm. Like, if those really your friends, bro, you know how your friends are. Like, I have some I got homeboys that I know is not bringing a gift to a baby shower. Like they probably going to give me some money or they probably going to do something when a baby born. I'm not about to not invite my homeboys. Or if I know they ain't going to bring nothing, I'm just going to say, hey, we can do something later. But I've thrown a birthday where I'm like, I know this nigga ain't going to come with nothing or he ain't going to participate or this person ain't going to do this. I'm not inviting them. Like I had to not invite a couple people to my birthday party because I know how they move. I think, I don't know. I think maybe she expected people to have that courtesy of, okay, if I send out these invites, if you know you can't give me anything, don't come. Or say that in the invitation. Don't do that at the baby shower. Bro, Vicky do shit like that all the time. She'll put on the invitation. If you don't wear this, you not come. I think I put that on my invitation. If you don't wear 90s clothes, you not showing up to my party. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's something you should put on the invitation. Like, no gift, don't come. I'm serious. I'm stopping you at the door. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's tacky. To you've invited these people to your party. Mm-hmm. You're, it looks like the party was almost over. And now you're telling people to leave the party because they don't have a gift. Like, I feel like that's tacky. Mm-hmm. I think that's wrong. I'm sorry. I think that's wrong. 
for the record, I did end up swaying that way in the end. I was like, you know, some people, somebody made a tweet and it said, bro, the way <clears throat> that people talk about people who have fallen on hard times online or like mm-hmm. who don't have it like that, it's really mean. Like we're really mean yeah. to people who may have just had hard times. You know, I've been there. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about me. I only got to take care of myself. Imagine inviting your friend who got three kids. You know what I mean? Like, or even let's say, let's just... say people, let's say you're a, a good group of your core friends didn't come because they were broke. Mm-hmm. You're going to be understanding of that. Exactly. Are, are you not then going to be upset? Like, how could you not come? And it's like, well, I didn't have anything to bring. Oh, my presence would have been okay this time. Like, and see, for me, it's the experience with my friends. And, and I think. And I think that's where people differ because I don't expect not nothing, not a dime, like literally nothing. But also I have such a strong friend group. I know they're not about to come to my baby shower with no gifts. Like, I just know that. So it was like, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's just tacky. That's like going to a birthday party. It's like, oh, you ain't y'all ain't get me no birthday gifts. Leave. I did just see it. I saw a tweet today that said. Yo, we're all 24 plus. Then I was like, I still didn't have it at 24. But it was like, people are 24 plus now. We're too old to be not gifting our friends with actual gifts. And I was like. Yes, y'all. I'm so. (laughs) Lord. And me and my friends. And that's so that's the thing. Like, I feel like, okay, like even with me and Nicole, like, or even y'all, like, we don't get each other gifts like that. But one thing we going to do if we know, like, for example, Stacia, we don't see her. We probably get Stacia a gift every year. We split it because we don't see her. So we can't enjoy and experience her birthday with her. Mm-hmm. So it's like for us, it's really the thought. But if we know we about to go out, be buying shots for each other and doing this and doing that, it's the experience. But like, bitch, if I know I'm not going to see you, if I can't see you until six months, I'm going to do something where you feel special. I think we find ways to celebrate each other. Like mm-hmm. birth, like birthdays when y'all knew I didn't have anything going on. Y'all like came together and it was the gesture mm-hmm. for me. Like the surprise party, y'all did the gesture. When Vicky was dealing with losing her dog, what did we do? We did a gesture. We sent her something. Mm-hmm. When we show up for each other's fundraisers, we're coming to buy each other's products. I feel like we kind of make, we kind of show our appreciation and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like, outside of birthdays so i don't feel so pressed like i've got to get this person bro as much fr- products as i be giving to my friends throughout the years like i'd be like i feel like they know i appreciate them i'm not pressed to be like i gotta find a gift for and then when you have big groups of friends that means i got a f- eight gifts i literally have a birthday every single month i know somebody's birthday every single month some months like five birthdays in that month mm-hmm. you got me fucked up if you think I'm about to get my friends a gift every fucking year. Like, I'm sorry. My friends know where my heart is and I know vice versa. I don't remember the last time when none of my friends gave me a gift. I don't give a fuck. Even when I do be seeing that shit, like, um, you be seeing, like, the IG girls and stuff. It'll be birthdays and they'll have, like, cameras out and their friends gift them a Birkin or mm-hmm. gift them this. It just, I, I'm not going to say it don't be seeming genuine, but it don't. You know, yeah. it's kind of, it just seems very materialistic. They probably not even friends. I feel like the bitches who do shit, they probably not even that fr- that much of friends or like even that close of friends. Yeah. It's I just don't for know. show. Making a big show because your friend got you like, a yeah. g- I don't know. But also I'm very, I'm one of those people who I do live my life out loud on social media. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, mate, I guess if my friends did give me a gift, um, I probably would put it on social media, but I, 
I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like our group isn't as materialistic at as I feel all. like. And I'm just so thankful. Like, a lot of these topics be coming up, and I'm like, I, my, I can't relate. I cannot relate. I got genuine friends. I like. <laughs> I and it's the be. fact that it's a it's a core group of us that if maybe I don't feel it from everybody all at the same time, but at some point I'm going to feel it from somebody. So like maybe one day Vicky does something to show her appreciation, like reaches out to me or something. And then the next day it's a different for somebody checks it. Cause I remember on online, somebody's dealing with like, there's like a suicide that happened mm-hmm. and people are like, check on your friends, check on your friends. And I'm like, bro, that doesn't, it doesn't always work like that. Like people mm-hmm. hide depression and stuff like that. But then I was thinking, bro, like I feel like me and my friends, um, Taylor don't check in on me every day. She don't check in on me every, I mean, we talk every week, but it's not like a mental health check every week. But if it's not Taylor, it's another one of our friends or it's another one of like, we mm-hmm. pick up the slack with each other. Yeah, We definitely like it's, we going to, sh- it's, we going to show it throughout our friendship. Like it's might not be every birthday, but we're going to know, like, okay, yeah, this bitch fuck with me. I fuck with this bitch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know, y'all. We got to be less materialistic from our friends, yes, bro. Yes, please. Because I feel like it's the same with relationships, too. Like, I literally think it's hand-in-hand with relationships. People just want relationships to, oh, buy me this, buy me that, take pictures, like, show. I don't know. It's just it's just a weird. Capitalism. Weird era. It is all up in the I black community. It. Alrighty, next topic, guys. Our favorite topic, talking about dating. Um, I feel like we are at the, in this time in our lives where we know who we are, we know what we want, and I'm more of so, you know, dating on my own terms right now. That's how I am, like, right now, right now. But previously, do you feel like that you've always dated on your own terms? Or now, let me ask you, now in your life, do you feel like you date on your own terms? Right now, definitely, but I feel like that's why I'm not really dating anybody exclusively because I am dating on my own terms. Mm-hmm. But when I do end up getting locked down, like when I find someone, I don't, I don't know if you would call it dating on my own own terms. Is it because you have to compromise? Yeah, I told you I have this thing. Like I think we talked about it last week or maybe a couple episodes ago. But I have this bad habit of like kind of changing who I am when I get into a relationship. Like Mm -hmm. I get concerned, more conservative. Like I feel like I have to prove that I'm wifey material. So I feel like that's not dating on my own terms. Dating on my own terms would be just living out, like living how I live. And Mm -hmm. like, obviously I'm going to stop fucking other people. But outside of that, I don't think uh, I would have to change my personality to date on my own terms. Mm -hmm. So right now I definitely am dating on my own terms because I don't have nobody to switch up for. But when I do really get interested in somebody, that'll be the real test to see if I can continue to do it. So I feel like I am previously. I feel like I was not dating on my own terms, but I feel like more recently, I feel like I have been dating on my own terms. But I do think it it comes with advantages and disadvantages. Like, I think it's because, for example, you meet somebody you like, Okay, this is not on my own own term because you know what you want. You're so true to who you are so it was like a lot of times you kind of like i can't do this i can't do this i can't do this i'm not doing this i'm not dealing with that's this where i'm at right I'm now i'm not dealing with this i'm not dealing and that's where i am too and it's just like okay so do you continue to date on your own terms or even when because i know when it comes to a relationship you do have to compromise so it was like when it comes to dating is there compromise in dating too i feel like no but what do you think but is there compromise in dating? Yeah, because I feel like for me, like when it comes to dating, I'm going to continue to date on my own terms until I'm like, okay, we're in a relationship. Then it's like, okay, now I can make those necessary 
and fair compromises. I'd like to say we had a conversation and we have a clip on our page, actually, where I proclaimed that I didn't want to compromise for anything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you disagreed with me. Mm-hmm. You're like, you kind of have to. That's kind of what dating is. Yeah. So are you saying like you've changed your mind? Like you don't think so? Like you don't think it's necessary? I feel like now I, when it comes to being in a serious, I feel like when I realize it's serious, that's when the compromise can come. But I feel like until it's like, until I know, like, okay, our energy is matching and we know, like, it's just us, I'm not compromising, I feel like. I agree. I think that the compromise should come with when we're about to move in together. Yeah, we're compromising on closet space or we're compromising on where our kids go to school. I shouldn't have to compromise. You know what? Other than time. Time is one that I'm like, you kind of have to compromise if you don't live together. Yeah, but, like... I feel like I shouldn't be compromised. Like, you know, social social media, right. Social media is a, is a thing for me. I shouldn't have to compromise what I expect from my partner on social media. I should just find somebody who Mm -hmm. matches up with that. Cause I don't see in the long run how that's going to work. If I, if I'm talking about, I think that you should delete all these pictures of all your exes and you shouldn't comment on any girl's things. I don't think I should have to tell a grown man that I should just find a grown man, like a guy that already doesn't have pictures of his exes up and just mm-hmm. doesn't have the desire to just be thirsty under girls pictures. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, like I don't want to do that compromise. I just want to find somebody that matches my style of social media when it comes to dating. Yeah, honestly, I don't want to have to compromise how I talk on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to be one of those people. Would you give up social media for your partner? No, no. <laughs> Like, what the fuck is he going to give up from? And, and so many times, I feel like we're the ones who have to do the biggest compromising. Mm-hmm. No, I would rather find somebody that just fits. And if I don't find them anytime soon, you know what? I'll be okay because I'll just keep myself busy with three niggas until I find the one, okay? Yeah, I don't care. People be like, when you get older, it's like, you know, you have to compromise more and you kind of have to get with what you get. I do not agree with that. I don't agree with that. Like, I feel like who's for you is for you. Who's meant for you will align with, you know, what you have going on with your purpose. I feel like I'm not about to, I feel like that's settling. Yeah. And I'm not settling. I want to say, I think it depends on how eager I'm not going to say desperate, but how eager you are to have a relationship. That's true. And some people don't really care about settling. I think a lot of people are more just like, I want to be in a relationship. I want to be married. I want to have a family. A lot of women, when they start getting older, they start compromising because they, they feel like their time's running out to have a kid. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. and now they've got to compromise to get it, something that they want, that they feel like is bigger than the stuff that they'll have to compromise, which mm-hmm. is the kid. I just don't want to do that, I'm not guys. Doing I want my relationship. I just pray for a just healthy, stable, happy, wholesome relationship in the future. And no compromise. No, like, all compromises are fair. Like, it doesn't make me feel... I don't want to feel like, oh, my God, I got to compromise something else. You know, like, I don't want to feel like that. I literally just want to... Uh, and I'm not going to compromise for it, but I, I just want a kid for for my mom. Yeah. I mean, for me too. But if I, I, I would, I would be okay if I ended up not having kids or a husband. But for my mom is why I do have this particular desire for a kid. I want her to have a grandkid. Yeah, I always said I would be sad if uh, none of my siblings give my mom a grandkid because it ain't gonna be me. But I would be so <laughs> sad. I like, I would be so, I would feel so bad for her if she don't get grandkids. I'm a speaker. She gonna get them. 
my brother, she, he he about to get. I'm speaking it. <laughs> we'll see, but no, I'm I'm definitely dating on my own terms right now, and I don't know if that's gonna change. I don't know if it's supposed to change or if I want it to change, but I'm I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah, me too. So I think I am too. Yeah, girl. <clears throat> okay, let's get into these last two segments. So, of course, we've got to talk about what have you been watching, what have you been reading, what have you been listening to, as far as like a podcast or anything. Yeah. Um, as far as like movies and shows, I have not been watching anything. I finished Shameless, or no, actually, I didn't finish Shameless. I'm sorry, I didn't finish the last season or the last two seasons. So I just been kind of not watching nothing. But I'm re- I want to find a new show to watch because that was very wholesome. I love finding good shows to binge. I'm actually going to um <clears throat> give you my Apple TV. There's a way to do it without even giving you my password. Because I did it with my cousin Steven. And then I did it with Stacia when she wanted to watch a show. Mm-hmm. And it's like some kind of thing that goes to your phone. And then you're like logged into Apple TV. But there's some good stuff on there. that Because I want you to watch that... Um, Five Days at Memorial, the Katrina one is really good. And also that Severance one is also Mm. on Apple TV. It's really good. But okay. Um, what have I been watching? I started watching a new show called Um The Patient on Hulu. And it's starring Steve Carell, aka Michael Scott Mm -hmm. from Scranton Paper Company. Yes. (laughs) And uh it's really good, but it's another weekly show. What is it? It's called The Patient. Oh, yeah. I saw. Is that, does he, like, fully beard? Does he have a beard? Yeah, I saw mm-hmm. the previews to that or, like, something. So, there's only, like, three episodes and it drops every Friday. Is it on HBO? Where is, where you be Hulu. watching it? Hulu. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Hulu. So, um, watching that. And then I was watching this show called Echoes on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was watching it. Then I started seeing a lot of people on Twitter have been watching it, too. But it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So I enjoyed it. Okay. And then there's another one called The Devil in Ohio. That's the one that I started with the other night. And I ended up finishing it up this weekend. But that one was good, too. All of these shows, like, tell me, it does not sound interesting. That one's, like, about a cult. And, yeah. uh, yes, it's, it's really good. I was like, ooh, the I'm ending. Like, yeah, no. That's what I've been watching. Um, I did watch, like, three Denzel movies today. Oh, wow. Bro, when I be on a Denzel binge, I be on a Denzel binge because he's such a great actor. That girl had time. He fine, too. All right, y'all. So for our final segment, this is our longest running segment. It's called MySpace Songs, and it's exactly what it sounds like. If MySpace was still thriving in 2022, what song would you have on your profile this week? Mm -hmm. Taylor Nicole. So I would have had the song... Oh my God, where did it go? Okay, I was just blasting this song on the way here. And this is the song I would have had, If You Leave by Music Soul Child featuring Mary J. Blige. I just be forgetting how much of a gem that is. I'm like, do I know that song? Yeah. Okay. You do. If you leave, baby, I'll leave. I'll let it go, girl. It's over. But before we say goodbye, Let's give it a try if you li- You never heard that song? Take my black card now. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, next time we get drunk and we're playing music on the way home, play that one. Okay. <laughs> so mine, um, I didn't know what my MySpace song was going to be, but our last topic, Dating on Your Own Terms, <laughs> kind of inspired this one. It's called Me First. It's by Kari Fo. 
K-A-R-I-F-O-F-A-U-X. And um, it's good. It's nice. Y'all know I love a female rapper. Y'all know I love a female rapper that isn't big yet, isn't mainstream yet. I love catching them when they're at that I little... I definitely love catching the low-key Beginning artists. stage. Yeah, so me first. And um, yeah, I think that's the end of our show. That is. And I don't have... This is not another MySpace song, but... DJ Khaled album just dropped and God did is a really good song. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's because Jay-Z just on there rapping for like eight minutes. And I just recently, cause it came out, I think it came out Friday Mm -hmm. and I just recently heard it like Sunday. And like, I literally just, keep repeating it like over and over and over again. I think that's everybody. So I said my favorite is beautiful, but I think God did is like like, everybody's favorite. And then even going to look at the lyrics, I was like, oh my God, like this nigga is snapping. He's talking his shit. He He said how many billionaires Jay made. How many he said how many what he said billionaires come out of the are my house or something like that. I was just like, damn Jay. But yeah, I just wanted to put y'all on game for a minute if y'all haven't listened to the new album all right guys um thank you for listening again if you're new welcome and i hope you come back next week yeah for those who don't know we drink wine every episode and by the end of the episode you can feel it you can hear it you can see it and you can be it (laughs) all right but um follow us at women's intuition that's i-n-2-i-t-i-o-n and we'll put our handles in the summary if I remember to while mm-hmm. editing. And um, yeah, cheers. Just chilling with my inner demons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like this shirt. Bye, guys. Bye.